and welcome to the Savage Pod Sports Pod. We are here. I'm Sam. Join with me is Derek. What's he drinking there? Is this what he got a Mountain Dew? Is this sober, Derek? Oh, wow. Uh, the, the, the NFL guru himself, the man who knows NFL football better than anybody out there, the Griff Meister, and then a guy with pink glasses, Chris. They are purple. They are pink. So as we were trying to get this show started, I wanted to, we wanted to speak on something that's dear to my heart. So we'll start this right over again. So the NCAA passed the rule that college athletes can now be compensated for their likeness. So fuck Ed O'Bannon first for ruining this for millions of us, but EA Sports, get off your dead fucking asses and get me my my NCAA football back. Fuck Ed O'Bannon and his little crying and lawsuits because somebody used his likeness. I don't even know who the fuck Ed O'Bannon is, but he's a piece of shit, and I hope he feels guilt for the rest of his life. Before we get on that, I can hear the the audio of what we're saying. So whoever's streaming it. I'm, I'm turning it down. If you could mute it. It looks hey. like everything's working, but yeah, fuck Ed O'Bannon and Ed Orgeron while you're at it. Ed Orgeron is a genius. Can He's someone do a good Ed Orgeron now. impression? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm a little now. So, anyways, NCAA football, we want it back. Madness trash, as Griff spoke earlier. The only reason you got madness is because you could draft your players from NCAA. You could take a team like K State. That's a nobody. You've never, nobody's even heard of. You could use them and win. I mean, gr- granted, it's fake because it's video games, but you would at least make them a winning team. I mean, it tests your skills. I mean, even still, like, you have a team like Cleveland Browns that have a good roster and you're taking them and playing old school Rams or Dallas or someone else. I mean, the field is still technically even just because Madden is Madden. Everybody knows Madden's going to cheat you every once in a while. You could be winning the game 35-0 to zero in the fourth quarter with two minutes, and next thing you know, the score is 35-34, to 34, and you fumble and the other team picks up the ball. At least with NCAA, it doesn't it, – it's not biased like that. I've taken Wake Forest and started them unranked and had them pull all the way up to, like, the top 30. Granted, it took me, like, three years to get them to number one, but you have to get draft classes. You have to have a good team. I mean, it's, it's not biased. Your players suck. If they suck, they suck. A 70 running back is not going to sit there and turn into Randy Moss or, or Herschel Walker all of a sudden. I mean, the dude is just going to suck, hands down. <laughs> something else. Something else I want to throw out there right now. How normal did it feel last weekend? How normal did life for the first time in 2020 feel? We have football back. How did that feel, guys? I felt normal for once in my life in this 2020 shit show circus. Except for the crowds. Yeah, the crowds not being there were a little – I was expecting more sound noise even in the college games than, than what was there. But I look forward to NCAA football coming back if they make that decision. You know, I used to take the crappy teams and build them into a powerhouse like your uh, – what is it, like Louise, Louisiana Lafayette who in Saban's first year got fucking bull fucked down the field. So I like to take 
like that and building them up into powerhouses. And apparently in 2007, they were a juggernaut. Yeah, that's true. But we've got big news, and let's roll on into it. The Big Ten, Ohio State, Michigan, Iowa, uh, Penn State, the child molesters, they are back. Football for the Big Ten is back. Uh, I know Griff's excited. He's a Buckeye. He's a loyal Buckeye. That now oh, yes. you've got to add. You've got to add Ohio State back to the playoff talk. Uh, you know Nebraska. Uh, they're done shucking corn. They're ready for some football. Uh, what do you guys think? Excited about the Big Ten being back? All I'm saying is that the whole BCS championship is going to be shook up now. All those little baby teams, Pac-12. <clears throat> SEC possibly when it starts, Big Ten is going to demolish a lot of those. All those teams that thought they had an easy road to the BCS championship, hoping they were going to get in, it's gone. It's gone. I'm a, I'm a little disturbed that the Big Ten used Southern football as their guinea pigs to make sure it was okay to test the waters before they're like, okay, hey, we'll do it. Somebody got to be the guinea pig, man. If it happens, it happens. I mean – Everybody wanted to play football, but all depends on who wanted to take the risk. I mean, the only thing that I'm worried about now, even with the Big Ten coming in there, all the teams have not played. So how is that going to affect the top 25 teams? Is Big Ten going to uh, jump in there or what? And, and Griff, I hate to cut you off, but the next motherfucker that roll tides this this live chat, we're going off. I'm going to fucking smoke Bama for the next 30 Let's minutes. Let's go, Tide Nation. Bullshit up. But anyway, uh, Pac-12 still on the fence. I don't uh, think we see a Pac-12 football season. From the way it's looking, the Pac-12 is out. They uh, um, Is it political? Is it not? I don't know. My personal opinion, I think the Pac-12 is, is a political uh, a statement for not letting uh, opening up anything and letting the guys play, which is selfish to me. Those kids deserve the right to play, but uh, you know what? Hey, if if, a, if Florida State can get two transfer O linemen from out of the pack twelve or whatever, hey, bring it. I, I'm keep your yeah. football season shut down. I don't even give a shit at this point. Uh, pack twelve has been irrelevant for years, so. Uh, Derek, any thoughts on the Pac-12 not not kicking off and just and just playing this this game? Yeah, I mean, who cares? I mean, it's not going to be an impact anyway. And I'm glad the Big Ten has decided to play football because I want Ohio State in there. It prevents uh, you know trash schools that really don't deserve to be in the playoffs, such as in Alabama, Georgia, who flounders. You know, there are some SEC teams that are just notorious we don't want to see Alabama go get smoked in the championship game anymore whether they get beat by Ohio State or Clemson runs them out of the damn stadium we, we're tired of seeing it you know so in I'm my glad. defense I will say that Alabama deserved that one from about two seasons ago when they didn't even win their their own little conference championship and Ohio State won theirs but Alabama got the nod for the bowl games so in my, in my opinion, that's just karma at its finest. But I will bring up one thing, though. This is an interesting fact that was posted. What about the fans? How are they going to do the fans? Is it going to be cardboard people like the NFL at the college games, or are they going to actually have fans? 
Well, from what the college games I watched this weekend, it's a limited attendance. I think LSU approved for 30,000 fans. Uh, FSU's game had 20,000. Um, so I, I just think it depends on what state you're in and and, um, and the fan base, really. I mean, it's it seems – but we are getting real fans in college football. And even last night, the Browns and uh, – uh, uh, Bengals. They had live fans in the stands, which was actually nice to see. Yep. But yeah, I mean, this brings it to this contest. Well, this question also. You already got a game canceled this year. UNC versus Charlotte, all because of COVID. That is true. And 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 in the defense of this, Charlotte is a Division Two nobody. I think they uh, they have limited scholarships to where a Division One school does. So you know if they get a couple of guys that are out, especially in a key position like O line, and you know if you're playing a team like North Carolina, you get a couple O line go down, and you're already hurting in your reserves because of COVID then, yeah, it's best just to cancel it. And, 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 well, hopefully they just forfeit it and UNC gets the win because, I mean, hell, they, UNC was going to beat them by 60 anyway. But There were a couple of games this weekend that have been postponed due to COVID. And personally, we all know it's going to come down to Alabama-Clemson anyway. We could save a lot of heartache and potential virus spread. Bias to get there, bud. Let's just play this. I'm just thinking that the glasses are blinding him to statistics, period. I mean, Alabama I, and Clemson, nah, I'll nah. put the money on it right now. Well, and, and it's not going to be Alabama-Clemson, I can tell you that. It, it, not with Ohio State being back in the uh, in the forefront here. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the Big Ten's only going to play eight games. I, I, I don't agree with that. I think they should have to play at least 10 or 11, plus their conference championship game. I believe that's what the SEC and ACC and Big 12 are doing. But, hey, to each their own, Big Ten football is back, so I'm not going to complain too much. Just yep. give me that Ohio State-Michigan rivalry, the Michigan-Michigan states. I'll be satisfied. Yep, and, and then the SEC on the starting on the 26th. That's it. That's it. Big boy football starts on the 26th. Derek's Auburn Tigers will be kicking off the 26th. And uh, that's big news for Derek. He has been a lifelong fan of the Auburn Tigers. Ever since I've known him, he's never had another team. So, you got something to say there, Pink Glasses? The first show you did, he was a Longhorns fan. I don't even remember what the hell he was last weekend. It was Auburn. Derek Derek is a diehard Auburn fan. He he shed tears when Florida State beat them in the national national title in thirteen. All right, guys. Take take note of that. We'll see. We'll see next week. I think y'all are cuckoo. I've known Derek since childhood, and this man bleeds whatever color blue Auburn has. How long have you known me? Uh, hey, look, I'm all up for Auburn playing as long as they're beating Alabama. As long as they're beating Alabama, I wouldn't care if it was Oregon State playing Alabama. I would be an Oregon State fan to the death as long as they're playing Alabama and winning. Well, uh, Michael, Michael Murdoch in our live just uh, brought back a good point. Uh, Wade, uh, uh, Wade just opted back in, best DB in the league. Uh, obviously, OSU 
player, and uh, OSU is known for, uh, uh, like I said, you give me the top three DBU, I'm going FSU, uh, Ohio State, and LSU. They they always seem to produce the best DBs that go to the NFL. And stay there. That's yeah, and stay there. Yes. Just like today, we sit there and we have one game going on today, which miraculously – EA Sports wanted to end it shortly, but Saints versus the Raiders, all the DBs in the game that we had playing were literally Ohio State products that were sitting there doing each other just nasty for no reason. I, 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 do, I do want to point out that LaMarcus Joyner, FSU, picked six Griff and Drew Brees and took it to the house. So it ain't just Ohio State, baby. We had a Noel run it all the way back, and then Griff – quit mid-game and blame technical issues there because he couldn't take the ass whooping he was receiving. I'm still undefeated as of right now because score was still tied. But back to the college portion of it, I mean, it's definitely going to be interesting. So what are we looking at as far as the top five games? Who y'all got as far as Houston versus Baylor? Well, Houston versus Baylor has been canceled. So we're going to take that game out and we're going to – Put Syracuse versus Pitt, little ACC game, little ACC action. No, neither team's major. I think Pitt's uh, in a rebuild. Syracuse as well, they're Syracuse. But if I had to choose, uh, eh, it's at Pitt. Pitt's going to take that one easily. Pitt wins over Syracuse. Yep, agreed. It'll be an easy yeah. Pitt win. Syracuse is pretty much as good for basketball. Yep. I, I disagree. I think Dino at Syracuse has been building a decent squad there for a little bit. I think they gave even Florida State when they were still decent some uh, struggles in the past. So I'll, I'll defer over to the uh, orange man. Eric and that orange okay. this week. Okay. Is that because they got the same colors as Auburn almost? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the colors. So is that uh... – is that uh, three pits and one Syracuse I, saw, I see there? Yep. Pit. All right. Well, our next game, Notre Dame-USF. Uh, Duke gave Notre Dame a bit of a challenge. Uh, UFS, UC, USF has a little more uh, speed than uh, Duke. Do you think uh, uh, you think the Bulls got any chance to pull an upset? Me, personally, I don't. I'm going with the Fighting Irish. Uh, but will they be able to withstand that Florida heat? Because it is at USF. So, big question there. I think I'll take that one. I'll, I'll, I'll co-sign to you on that one. I got to go with Notre Dame, USF. Not necessarily there yet, and Notre Dame hasn't even came up to his challenges yet. I mean, if they're fighting in the ACC, there's at least three games that are going to give them a run for the money and pretty much put them in their place, in my opinion. But right now, I'll go with the Fighting Irish. I'll, I'll go for Rudy. I'll fight for that one. Derek, who you, who you got, Derek? You know, I don't – I can't even remember, like, who who are, like, Charlie Strong came from U, USF. Uh, he pulled out. Who was the other uh, failure of a head coach that came out of USF? Willie the Bastard Taggart. That's and then correct. the other one that went to FSU with Willie. Uh, I, you're going to have to name Levin. Levitt. Levitt. Levitt, oh, Jim Levitt. No clue. But what I will say is 
Yeah, this would be down Notre Dame. Uh, right away with this one early. Chris? Um, I got to say, USF trying to build something championship caliber. They got Clemson's offensive coordinator, Jeff Scott, down there. So with that in mind, I'm going with Notre Dame. That's four for the Irish. All right. We agreed on something. What the fuck? Are we all sick? <laughs> Maybe. Or Chris has just learned how to actually judge some football teams properly. I did my homework. Next game, Wake Forest versus NC State. Uh, Wake Forest returning some good starters. I like what I saw when they played Clemson. Obviously, it was Clemson. Uh, so, Clemson did what Clemson does to the teams of a lesser competition. They walked all over them. NC State, they had to cancel their first game uh, due to COVID issues. So, we're not sure what they look like right now. So, uh, I'm going to go Wake Forest. I'm going to go the Deacons on this one. I think uh, I think they look sharp against Clemson. I think they, they made some good plays. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going Wake Forest on this one. Well, I'm going to just go ahead and say Wake Forest for that one. I got to give a shout out to my brother and his friend um, Lee Griff and Stacy. They went to Wake Forest. I watched Wake Forest growing up the whole little 91 through 96 season and everything. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the bandwagon on that one just because of family ties. Wake Forest is going to take it. Sha-la-la-la. Derek, Chris, who you got? Um, it's pumpkin spice beer. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Didn't Wake Forest beat FSU last year? No comment. <laughs> yeah, I think there wasn't Wake Forest, didn't they? Weren't they pretty good at putting up points? They just saw defense last year. So, if you got an opportunity to take the over there, that, that might be an opportunity on, uh, on the betting side of things. But I, I think the state is, is probably just got a little bit more talent. Yeah, they had a big loss to Clemson last week. They're going to be limping into this when I'm going uh, NC State. Which that means I pick. I'll, I'll go. No. And, <laughs> and now, last but not least on our college pick, uh, the fifth game we thought was worth anything, uh, Miami versus Louisville. I want to take Miami. this first. All right, all right, go ahead. All right. Louisville had their team. Louisville had their coach. Louisville still puts up a fight, but I'm going to have to take Miami. I'm, I'm going to have to run with it, especially if they're wearing their blackout uniforms. Their blackout uniforms just turn them into complete monsters when they're wearing those. I want to see that chain break out, that little game-changing chain right there, that turnover chain. No. So I'm going that. with the Hurricanes. The U. Why do you disappoint me like this, Griff? So I, I'm going to go on, on this one next. Let, let me tell you a little something about about Louisville. Louisville is is a uh, second-year coach. He's proved to be pretty good. Yeah, he lost to a Willie Taggart last year. How, uh, yeah, how you do that? I don't fucking know. But Louisville looked good last year, especially towards the end of the year. Uh Oh, we got a pick here. Let me see. Brooke Shirley Temple Thompson says, <laughs> Derek's not, 
to watch a great season. She's not coming. She's not coming. She says Miami. I'm going to differ. Uh, Miami's offense looks like trash per usual. Yes, they do have the Manny Diaz defense, but I'm rolling Louisville in a tight game. In a tight wow. game, Louisville squeaks it out by three. Put it in the books. Make your bets. Call Vegas. Louisville beats Miami by three. It will suck to be the you. That is your inner Seminole talking. That is, you are looking through garnet-colored glasses at that game. Uh, because, but I will say this now. I think Calm down, gonna, Shirley. I think it's going to be a close game between Louisville and Miami. I love Louisville's head coach. He came from Appalachian State. I think he's going to build something very interesting there. It's going to be really cool to see what he can do with a school like Louisville. But that being said, I mean, there are two schools that are not counting UCF that are relevant in Florida right now. Um, FAU with honorable mention, but that state belongs to uh, Florida and Miami now. So I'm going with you. Yeah, I, I think I saw earlier today that with uh, possible Heisman picks, it was Clemson, Sunshine, uh, Texas quarterback we had uh the louisville quarterback was actually second on the list for a championship. i i've heard a lot of great things about this new miami quarterback i agree with this ucf miami and florida so i'm, I'm going to continue to roll with the, the u on this one well, speaking, I thought Miami-Louisville was our final game. I skipped one. Speaking of the 2017 national champions, and that's the only national champions from 2017 I will recognize, <laughs> the UCF versus Georgia Tech. Uh, G-Tech coming off an upset win over Florida State. Their confidence is built. Um, I don't know. Can they Yeah. No, no. Uh, but I'm going UCF. I think UCF takes down the uh, the mighty uh, Yellow Jackets. Yeah, I'm gonna go same. Uh, I I just hope that Georgia Tech didn't. You know, they they overcame the trap game, whereas they've got an easy opponent last uh, week. They handled business like they should have. Um, by putting them away, I think it was a little bit closer than it probably should have been, but uh, they won the game anyway. Um, I would say also that UCF, when they won their national championship, they had to do that by beating the illustrious Auburn Tigers. Uh, that's true. That's how you win national titles. You either you either get beat by Auburn, and Auburn is going to be in the mix for it, or you have to beat Auburn. So. I'm going to go UCF on this one. I concur. I concur. Chris, who you got? Uh, yeah, um, Georgia Tech, they really haven't played anybody this year. They um, they haven't really been tested. <laughs> um, UCF, UCF is just going to have their way with them. It's going to be – I mean, they're coming from Division two to Division one. They're playing with the big boys now. UCF, big win. That's all UCF? Everybody chose UCF? Everybody is on the UCF train. Now, Griff, now, now is, I think it's time to jump into your expertise. 
the NFL. You are the NFL guru. So lead us to the promised land with some NFL talk, bro. Well, for starters, hey, we threw our picks up there. We had a few comments on it. So last week, a little bit difficult. I'm, I'm pretty sure I was like the only person in America to pick the wild card win between Washington and Philly. But right now we do have our picks up for this week. So, hey, log on to the page. Go check them out. Tell us who you think is going to win. Eventually, we're going to figure out some stuff to sit there and do for y'all the more we keep going. But for me, let's start off with rookie running backs. Which one showed up? What players are going to be out of a job? Like, let's, let's start with Baltimore. J.K. Dobbins. Yeah! Okay, okay. Two TDs. <laughs> Two TDs. Yep. I mean, for me, I would say Mark Ingram has to be feeling some kind of way. He left New Orleans because they drafted Alvin Kamara, lost his job, got hurt. Dude didn't have a bad season. Then he goes to Baltimore, still shines, granted Alabama back. I'll, I'll, I'll note that one. But then they draft J.K. Dobbins, and then he comes and mooches off of him and takes two touchdowns. How do you think Mark Ingram is feeling? How do you think J.K. Dobbins is feeling? I think Mark Ingram called Eddie Lacy. They are sitting, crying, eating ding-dongs and ho-hos and Twinkies. And Mark Ingram's probably gained about 20 pounds with his fat-ass Bama bus brother, Eddie Lacy. I mean, look, this is typical of Alabama running backs in the NFL. They're all bust. Uh, you can't name one this night. Okay, so Mark Ingram's had a half-ass decent career. And then all it took was for New Orleans to bring in a – Good running back, a product of Tennessee Volunteers, uh, to, to just move his big old fat ass out of the way. Uh, you know, name what yelled and I mean, we the Richardson, the list goes on and on of trash ass Alabama bust. Uh, so yeah, Ingram, Ingram's nose, it, it, hang it up, hang it up. Maybe the CFL needs you. I don't know, buddy, but just, just take, take your shit somewhere else. Or, or maybe arena football's calling. Who knows? He, he was fantasy relevant because, you know, the Saints would get on the three yard line, four yard line, five yard line, and they would say, Hey, fat ass, there's a fucking donut in the end zone. That's the reason didn't guard it. You cut down the. He was there at, you know, the good talent came in. He got replaced, and wow, what a big hurdle you have to, you know, jump over. Now they've got a guy that has thighs who can take those three and four things in there, and you don't have to spend the money on the donuts to get his ass in the end zone. So it, this is just another example of Ingram getting replaced. I'm sure he'll end up on some other team like Cincinnati or the Browns sometime in the next year or two. And I know Detroit takes a lot of the running backs nowadays. They do. They do. Mark they Ingram, do. Mark Ingram is a prime example of a Bama running back that is indeed not a bust. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, Derrick Henry, also uh, another Alabama running back that is having uh, tremendous success and a, another Heisman winner. Uh, that being said, Mark Ingram is on the tail end of his career. Uh, this is J.K. Dobbins' team now. He is the future of the Ravens, and he is going to kick ass for that team. And, and I think you got to think, if we're going to talk about rookie running backs, they didn't get a preseason. They didn't get to really learn this 
this offense well that they just got thrown into. Uh, give mad respect to Dobbins. He uh, he he obviously picked it right up uh, uh, to move away from Dobbins. Dobbins, Cam Akers. I, I wasn't impressed with what I saw. Um, I think Mac Brown's going to keep that starting position for a little while until Cam gets his gets his legs under him and, and figures out the offense. And maybe Cam will be a bust. I don't know. Uh, but uh, until I see, you know, until he gets a couple games under his feet, I, I'm not going to judge him too harshly, uh, just like I wouldn't any other running back coming into this wild season of uh, no no real fall, no real training camp. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I think in Los Angeles, the Rams, I think Mac Brown's safe uh, from losing any kind of uh, major carries. Um, the two running backs then that actually got their starting job right out of training, out of training camp, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and now, since how injuries played the Colts, you've got Jonathan Taylor. Yep, yep, yep. So he's 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 going to be busting in there, and I, I hope for big things for him because you lose to Jacksonville, who's traded every good defensive player they've got, and then they've got 1980s porn mustache calling the signals back there. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, just not looking good for the Colts right now. They're going to need every bit of help they, they can get. Yeah, I think – Taylor for the if if you had him if you were intelligent enough to draft him and, and think that he was be something this year then probably know a lot about sports and I'm one of those people that you know, thought that he would be taken over about week five or six anyway but yeah and I believe that mustache I believe we refer to that as a nut duster there. <laughs> The nut duster. Is that how? Are we just going to start referring to Minshew as the nut duster? Because I'm I'm all about it. I'm actually surprised Chris hasn't run one out. It's it's probably coming now that you refer to it as the nut duster. He's he's probably going to get one out there. And he brought up, you know, he brought up Derrick Henry earlier, and Derrick Henry only got what thirty nine yards against Avon Miller. This Broncos defense. I am ashamed like to sit there and say that as a Tennessee fan. Derrick Henry disappointed and Wow. Forgive me for saying this. Forgive me for saying this. The only bright point on the team during that game was Tannehill. <clears throat> wow. He only worked that hundred million dollar contract, but it was Tannehill. I'm sorry, wow. Titans fans. That's wow. I, wow. I got to be real. I literally have to keep it real. But I will say the one quarterback that has impressed me the most, especially being drafted, especially for a number one spot, the only one that even reminds me of any of the future Hall of Famers possibly, like the Peyton Mannings. Um, Cam Newtons. Nah, I'm not going Cam on that one. He, he's not on Cam's stats. Cam is not bad, but I got to go with the Bengals. Burrow, at least watching him last mm-hmm. night, he put in some work. Dude was cool and composed. So, I mean, right now – he is worthy of that number one draft spot as far as rookies go. I mean, the rest yeah. of the players are – they're doing their thing. You had C.D. Lamb. You had Chenault, um, Jefferson. You had Henry Ruggs. They all done a little bit, but it was, like, the same thing we would expect of, like, a rookie to do. Come out and get, like, three or four catches, like, which is – it's good. But Burrow, he is earning that number one spot. And the only other rookie that I will mention right now is Chase Young. Mm. He had a pretty good game. How many sacks did he end up with? 
I think about two or three. I know he had a whole bunch of pressures and a couple. He had a forced fumble for sure. But yeah. Young had a great game. Yep. But I agree, Griff. Joe Burrow looked cool. He looked calm last night. He doesn't have much protection. I think if he was behind a better O-line, you see a hell of a lot better game from uh, Joe Burrow. I think A.J. Green is over the hill now. I think he is not the product in the, uh, the Bengals wanted him to be. But I saw that Joe Burrow checked down to his younger receivers. Uh, he, he relied heavily on them. He made a lot of smart throws, in my opinion. He didn't try to force too much in like most rookie quarterbacks do. So, yeah, Joe Burrow, I think, is going to be a dynamic quarterback. But the Bengals, one, they've got to get some better defensive players in there. They've got to get that defense some work. And, two, uh, uh, that O line has got to get fixed. It it just it just has to. Yeah, it was the O line. No, Joe Mixon didn't really help him out. So I mean, that was literally Burrow's game to win or lose. I mean, Joe Burrow was a man among boys on the collegiate level last year, and he I, and he's he's definitely a future Hall of Famer. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks I've seen in the last decade or two. And uh, that being said, on my fantasy football team, this is my depth chart. My starting quarterback is Lamar Jackson. My second string is Cam Newton. And my third string is Joe Burrow. So, yeah. No, no, no Tua turned his knee over, over there on that? He was, he, was, he was my fourth string. They went out the Fitz magic. Prom exam. When I won a championship, that road goes through, you know, Auburn, Alabama is they, they beat an Auburn team by only three points. It was one of their closest games all year long. They slid through Alabama like shit through a game, you know, like no problem whatsoever. So it, it's one of those things that if you if you come on stage like that, a former Buckeye, he's just carried that over. So. How do you do that? You're like a chameleon. You just take on the role as a fan and then you know all this shit. It's weird. It's called being a sports enthusiast. Exactly. We know sports, Chris. I know you're kind of foreign to that. And you're, I mean, fuck, you're a K State fan. So, what more sure. can anyone expect of you? I mean, since yeah. I touched on a little bit of it, where y'all got um, major injury wise? I mean, we did see Marlon Mack go down, which is pretty much the birth of Jonathan Taylor. Mm -hmm. I mean, a couple of, well, not necessarily quarterbacks, receivers went down, defensive linemen. I mean, and then uh, uh, Bell went down for the Jets. Le'Veon Bell was a big one. Le'Veon Bell. I mean, I don't know who drafted him. I know uh, I wouldn't have. But, it, was, uh, it was me, and he was like, oh, he was hyping. I'm coming back. I didn't have enough time last year to get prepared, but this year I'm ready. I'm coming back and then done the first game. That's, no, that that's, Chris Kirsch. Kirsch. that's the Chris curse for you. <laughs> it will end your career with a quickness. <laughs> James Conner. That's true. He's a little banged up. So, I mean, if you have a fantasy roster like mine where you have him and Benny Snell, you know, you're you're in a little bit of a conundrum there of who do you start? Connor's been known to get banged up and be out for time periods. So, Yep. All right. What about receiver-wise? Because I know Chris Godwin is pretty much in the concussion protocol right now. I mean, well, we, we, we can twist this one in. How is that going to affect the Tom Brady? 
TB12. Tom Brady is getting the Jameis Winston treatment. He is playing behind one of the worst O-lines in the NFL. Uh, yes, Tom Brady's a good quarterback, but when you have an O-line that the Tampa's got, you're not going to be successful. You're not. Uh, go back to Jameis, and I know y'all are going to call me a homer probably, but – if you ever watch any of Jameis's clips, he, he was scrambling for his life and trying to make a play happen. But also, how many drops did those receivers for Tampa have, man? And this is same thing that happened last year. Uh, I would definitely cut that one tight end. I don't remember his name. I'm not I, – I don't keep up with Bama bus that much. Uh, Derek probably – Derek probably knows who I'm talking about. I would definitely – oh, Howard. Yeah, I would get Howard out of there, uh, you know, trading for a seventh-round pick because that's about all he's worth. And, uh, you know, put him in the free agency because Howard couldn't catch. I can tell you, there's one person that does not have to worry about COVID. Actually, yeah. two. There's two people that don't have to worry about catching COVID, and that's O.J. Howard and uh, Jerry Judy because they couldn't catch a fucking cold. So – I would definitely, definitely stay away from them, especially if you're big into fantasy like we are. If they're on your team, slap them to the bench because they're not worth their salt. I can agree with the Jerry Judy for the moment being, but I'm saying give him about five games. Like, watching Jerry Judy, I will say this much. That dude is quick. His separation and just stopping ability agility was – it, it made no sense. Like, honestly, in my opinion, even if Ramsey guarded him besides the strength aspect of that one, I'm pretty sure he would leave Ramsey just standing there when he cut. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ramsey, Ramsey does not have the speed, just like with the Gallup play. Ramsey, Ramsey is not a speedy corner. Uh, that's that's a fact. But he is a shutdown corner at the line. That's where Ramsey wins his battles. Uh but, yeah, uh, uh, Jerry Judy, I mean, look, it's catching a ball. Okay, I've got – I can train a three-year-old to catch a ball. And uh, Jerry Judy, great wide, uh, route runner, ball catcher, not so much. He yeah. Just two balls. Talking about, you know, uh, Ramsey in this way, but I, I definitely felt like he did some molesting of Gallup on that play. I'd also forgive the words for this too, but you know he's a little bit of a drama queen with the way that he played off. So, hey, he got the call. That's all that matters. If if Gallup would have played the victim, he'd have got the call. So hey, it's the it's the name of the game. Ramsey took a cheap shot on Amari Cooper. I just want to say that they were like, no, oh, look at that hit. He was a defenseless. No. He was not a defenseless receiver. That ball touched his hands, and I'm still I, – I, uh, Cooper probably still thinks he's, uh, you know, he went back to kindergarten after that hit. He was murdered. He was bodied. That is why Jalen Ramsey makes the money. Do does. we have that highlight on our uh, yes, Facebook page? Yes, People go on there and take a look at that. That was a cheap shot from Jalen Ramsey. It was a beautiful hit. Amari Cooper was a defenseless receiver, and the FSU fans are all over like, oh, look at that hit. Jalen Ramsey shot. Jalen Ramsey smoked Alabama that motherfucker. Also. He came from Alabama also. The only receiver from Alabama that I will even give any kind of props to is Julio Jones. Amari Cooper is injury prone. Dallas literally 
pretty much tanked the bucket over. They might as well sign Jay Cutler giving Amari Cooper $100 million. He's going to get traded in the next two years. As soon as CeeDee Lamb steps up, Michael Gallup was the number one receiver. Amari Cooper was a waste of a draft pick, a waste of $100 million. Calvin Ridley's good, too, and Judy's going to be awesome. But I just need to say about the Tampa Bay uh, Brady thing, I don't think Tampa Bay made a mistake signing Brady. I think Brady made a mistake going to Tampa Bay. I think Bruce Arians and the Tampa Bay connection is not is not good chemistry. It's not going to work. Arians' only head coach in Stanton was at the Cardinals. We all saw what happened there. This is this is Brady flourishes with someone like a, a obviously Belichick. He needs a, a mastermind, somebody who's established, somebody who's got a winning pedigree. And Arians is mm, that's a bad combination. I disagree totally. I think if Brady had a decent O line, he would he would have the time to complete some passes. I mean, we know Brady's not a guy that's gonna break out and run and make play with his legs he needs an established o-line like he had in new england that is going to give him that three to four second uh, drop that he needs to find the open man that's true but i mean in this in my case right now for brady did he make a mistake and was brady lacking the last five years on actually having true true big wide receivers Besides Gronk, all of his receivers were like five foot two. They were just on the stature of being midgets. So, I mean, I'm not going to take away from Amendola and everybody else like that. They did put in work. But right now is probably the best case scenario for him to actually have wide receivers to throw it to. All of them are above 6'3". I mean, all of them are proven catchers. I mean, even Gronk, Gronk was proven. I mean, Kevin Brake is definitely a dependable tight end. So, O.J. Howard, injury prone, yes, he can go. But did Brady make a mistake? Not necessarily. Did he make a mistake when he played the Saints? Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah, it's almost the same as wearing Brady's choice right now to me is is it's almost the same as wearing lavender sunglasses or pink or They're whatever. Lavender. We'll go lavender. Um, it's just just not something you do. You know what I mean? You just don't do it. But let's get into some contract extensions because there was a lot of big news the last few weeks, especially for the season opener. You got Dalvin Cook, the $63 million man now. Jalen Ramsey, the $105 million man now. Uh, Kamara, Derek's boy. He, he got a nice little chunk why of change. Why is he Derek's boy? Can because you- he wanted to get hurt. Derek's a loyal Saints fan. I mean, oh. he's been a Saints fan his entire life. <laughs> Derek, Derek, how did it make you feel when you guys signed Camara to that big deal, man? How, how was as a Saints fan, a lifelong Saints fan? How did that make you feel? Were you satisfied? Did you feel like they made the best move? Yeah, and especially when there's uh, two touchdowns that didn't get vultured by Fatty. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that it was a great, great for the Saints. It, it <laughs> issues there with the Saints. So uh, having somebody that's young like that. I mean, Morris' contract makes sense. As long as they keep another backup with them over there to give him like a slight break, another kind of power back. Don't get me wrong, Latavius Murray does not necessarily fit that bill for me, but – he does just enough. But Kamara contract, yes, that puts them in the run. And their next step is literally get a QB. But what about Deshaun Watson's contract? Hey. 
I'd love to see Deshaun get away from Houston, but more power mm-hmm. to him. Make your money because you're going to get murdered in Houston. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I really hate that Deshaun Watson is it's so talented and he's stuck with the team like that. I just – it breaks my heart for him because <laughs> Deshaun's a great, a great, great quarterback. I, so, I more agree. power to him. He's worth every penny. That's hard coming from an Alabama fan to agree that Deshaun Watson's an awesome quarterback. But I saw him take an absolute brutal beating from the Alabama Crimson Tide defense. I think Dallas and Houston need to swap quarterbacks, and Dallas would be consistent Super Bowl champions. With Dak Prescott is the most overrated quarterback in the world. How Jerry Jones gives him two cents to play, I, I don't even know. He had Tony Romo for like 12 years. You said coming from an Alabama fan, Chris, and I was just curious. You got one of those under your desk or something? Did I say? Did I say that? <laughs> you did. I didn't you know. Did. One down there. Let's let's do a test real quick, Derek. Chris, your thoughts on Hunter Renfro? <laughs> um, I think that um, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> what about your thoughts on Dabo Sweeney? Um, he's probably going to be Nick Saban's successor. I doubt that. They got the church money in there in South Carolina. He ain't going anywhere. How do you feel about the uh, kick six? Yeah, kick Mm, six. I feel that I am very disappointed that I have run out of beer right now. (laughs) Well, it's pumpkin spice vaginal yeast. I wouldn't worry too much about fucking running out of that. How do you, that stuff how, is delicious. How do you feel I wouldn't about, even call that a beer. How do you feel about Auburn beating Alabama two out of the past three years? Um, it's very unfortunate from a K-State fan to see that happen. <laughs> so, I'll get, I'll get you back to this one. How do you feel about Derrick Henry getting his four-year, $50 million contract? You know, I, I'm going to go off of this one. Everyone knows I hate Alabama. Everybody knows I hate every player from Alabama, but Derrick Henry's worth every penny of that. Wow. Derrick Henry is a beast. The guy can run the ball. If you are sitting at – if I'm sitting at third and five and I'm the coach, yes, that's a passing down. I'm going – I'm going to trust Henry with it. I think Henry picks up those yards, and and Henry's worth every bit of money. That's such a good dude too you know like I love seeing his interviews and everything and because 99% of the players that come out of Alabama are just arrogant pieces of shit that really sure. haven't proven anything so for him to come out so level headed he's just a good dude that's true I, I like Derek Henry I mean honestly I was mad being the fan and watching him sit at the bench for two years behind um, James White and um Old boy from Dallas that came over there. What was his name now? That's how much I really cared about him. Sitting on the bench, and I'm watching him outproduce them constantly on the basis. So I'm, I'm happy about it. I wish he would have got at least a $75 million contract and actually performed like he has been doing. I mean, definitely more than Tannehill should have. You know, I think uh, if anybody, though, if we're talking about contracts, anybody that truly earned their money this weekend, DeAndre Hopkins, he put on a fucking show 
against the 49ers defense. The uh, revenge tour uh, didn't last long because DeAndre, he, he demolished that. He, he made that defense look dumb. Two years, $54.5 million. He earned every single bit of that one. And I yeah, know the Texans are probably hating themselves right now. So, guys, how do you feel about jumping into some picks now? We got some uh, on, on our top five NFL games this week. Uh, and I'll lead it out with this first game. Washington versus, speaking of DeAndre Hopkins and uh, Kyler Murray, who was very impressive again this the last week. Uh the, the Washington football team or whatever the fuck they want to call themselves versus the Cardinals. I am going Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. They are a dynamite team. To, that's a duo you don't want to deal with if you are a defensive coordinator right now. Ooh. Well, I, I, my, my gut is telling me to go with Arizona, but – I'm going to play devil's advocate. I'm going to go with Washington, that front four. Granted, I mean, it is not Philly. It is not Carson Wentz that they're going to be chasing down. But enough pressure. I'm I'm, going to take Washington on the defensive side to win it. Plus, they got them Ohio State players. I mean, even though, I mean, Haskins ain't doing it. There we go. He's going to bring up Haskins. (laughs) He's homering. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. All right, Chris, let's jump to you. Washington versus the Cardinals. Who you got? Uh, I'm going Washington. They had a decent test against Philly. I think Philly's not an elite team, but they're much better than uh, the 49ers, who Arizona should have just beat the absolute shit out of last year or last week and didn't. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be Washington in this one, and that uh, built by Ty defense. I retract my statement. I'm going Arizona now. No, Chris Curse is in full effect on the If you're a Washington fan, we're sorry. The Chris Curse has struck again. I'm staying with Derek. Who, Derek, who you got, brother? Um, probably gonna go Arizona here. Did, does Washington even have any Alabama players on the team? Or, I mean, I knew they they were loaded up there for a while, and I think I think Hand plays for them still. Yeah, Captain Ball. You know, if if he doesn't fall asleep drunk in a car with it running and he's in it, you know he'll he'll be uh he should be playing for him still. Yeah, I think the Eagles they're they're without their top wide receiver and Alshon Jeffrey. They're without Miles Sanders last year. They're workhorse running back. Um, they're deep. They're without, so I think that's the only thing. First year, first game of the year. Odd environment. I think that was a fluke win. I'm going to go Arizona. Yeah. Next game we got, will Tom Brady redeem himself and the Bucks? Bucks versus Christian McCaffrey and the Panthers. I'm going I'm going Tampa. Brady's going to have a good game. He's going to pick apart that weak Panther secondary. He's going to hit Evans deep a few times. Gronk's going to get involved a little bit more this week. I think uh, Leonard Fournette may be involved a little more this week. So I'm going. I'm going Bucks. Ooh, all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take it like this. I think Tom Brady is gonna be in for a rude awakening because he's gonna have some deja vu from the playoffs. Just like when the Titans stalled the clock. Bridgewater is not a prolific passer. That dude is a clock manager. 
they're going to dime them all the way down the field and leave Brady with only about two minutes in each quarter to sit there and do something. So I'm, I'm going to take the Panthers, C-Mac, and Bridgewater to just bluster the death out of Brady. Okay. Okay. Pete's going Panthers. All right. Chris? I think these are two very irrelevant teams. I think the Panthers – I think you used – Sam, you used the right word to describe the entire team, which is weak. I think they've got a good running back. Uh, but the Panthers are very irrelevant this year. This is going to be a shit game. If you're not fans of these teams, it's going to be the Buccaneers and Brady. Derek, Mr. Mr. Thompson, who do you have? Well, anytime that you lose uh, MVP that carried the Panthers the entire way to a Super Bowl and Cam Newton, one of the most dynamic quarterbacks of all time, who really set the stage for the homes of the world. So um, they don't have him anymore. They don't have him to bail them out. The, uh, the excellent decision-making, just the elite passer that he is as a quarterback so uh, you know they're running back the Panthers running back's going to get get his he's going to have a good fantasy day regardless uh, but I'm going to go with Brady and the Bucks. Brady and the Bucks. okay okay and three against one fine okay okay uh, on to the next Rams uh, my boys they 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 moving up to going to Philly to play the Eagles. I think uh, I think Jalen Ramsey's going to pick Wentz. I'm, I'm going to go two picks here. I don't think Wentz is ready for that dominant Ramsey shut down corner uh, to walk in his house and make him his bitch, but he's going to be there. So we're going to go – I'm going to go Rams, and I'm going to go Rams big. I was impressed with their offense uh, as well. Aaron Donald on defense – He's going to cause uh, Wentz a nightmare. We all know Wentz is made of glass. Will probably be broken by Aaron Donald. Uh, So I'm going, yep, be prepared. Be prepared to see Jalen Hurts this game because I think Wentz (laughs) is about to be broken in half by Aaron Donald. So I'm going Rams big. Rams big. I'm going to call it. I'm going to call the score. Rams 31 Wentz and his Eagles, 10. All I'm going to say is Washington, Demolish Philly, Aaron Donald. That's it. Aaron Donald. That's all you need. Eagles. Eagles wide receivers, listen to me. It's not worth it. (laughs) Conserve your dignity. Sit this one out. Rams will win this game. Uh, yeah, um, I, I think I think the Rams still they're without their top wide receiver for the Eagles. Miles Sanders is working back into the lineup this week. I hope he has a touchdown and 50, 60, 70 yards for my sake there. But um, anybody who's on that offense uh, for the Eagles, I would just say. Uh, especially if you're getting into the pile and everything, is to, you know, butthole security is going to be more important than ball security in this point, right? So you're, you're going to need to be protected. You might you might want to wear two cups. You might want to wear one 
on the back just to give yourself a little bit added added protection here. But the Rams, they score. Their defense is good. I'm going to go Rams probably in a blowout. Before we jump to the next team, uh, Stephen Kirkland, do you have you, – you wrote NFL question. Do you have one for us? Type it in. We're more than happy to answer it, buddy. While we're waiting for that question, I need to mention that um, – and it's very important that we speak about this. I was the best picker of NFL games last week. Uh, every every dog gets lucky. So, you know, every dog has his day, you know. So, while we're waiting on that next uh, – Steven's question, if he's still with us, our next game's Titans versus the Jags. Jags coming off a big win. Uh, against the Colts, they wasn't. Uh, they were underdogs big time in this game. Um, um, yeah, Derrick Henry, Tannehill. Uh, I like a few of the uh, uh, Titans receivers. Uh, the Titans defense looked sharp. Granted, it was Denver, and I think Denver's still working on their a little bit of their offense and trying to get that that uh, that spark they need going. But uh, I'm going Titans, and I'm going Titans big. Welcome to the team, Sam. Welcome to the team. That's all I got to say. Titans defense. Is yeah. that our sign? The team, 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 team. I will show you more, but I, I can't do it right now. I ain't trying to flash the public and everything. So, but, <laughs> you know, I, I will say this much. The Titans, they were without their start cornerback. They lost Rashawn Evans at the beginning of the game. They're sitting to call their own defense. Um Derrick Henry was not necessarily potent. Taylor Lewan, their tackle, that's supposed to be sitting there just the A-plus blocker, was pretty much injured too. But I got to go Titans. In my opinion, America, Titans versus Jags is going to be the game of the week, specifically because it's going to be implementing, like, the playoffs. It's playoff implications all the way through there. Both teams are 1-0 in the AFC South, and whoever wins this game is going to be 2-0, and it's pretty much going to set the precedents for who's going to go make it to the playoffs. There's no other games that are going on where it's a uh, one and no team necessarily facing each other. I mean, the only other conference, especially in the NFC, every team in there barely won one game in there. So, I mean, I, I look at those figures, 10 games to seven. AFC South wins that one. So, I'm going Titans all the way. They have not Derrick Henry in three years. Griff, before anybody else makes a pick, who makes up that South division? Is it, my, is it Titans, Jags, Miami, and who else? Nope, Titans, Jags, Colts, and Texans. Oh, and Texas. So Miami's not even okay. All right, yeah, I see the Titans taking that division then easily. Derek, since you're on top of my screen because uh, the way I'm viewing it, so that it's not clearly showing the who knows sports more. Chris is down at the bottom with his lavender glasses. So Mr. Thompson, Derek Thompson, the man with a plan. Who are you taking for this game? Yeah, I would disagree on who's going to win this conference. I think it's going to be the Colts, personally. I think they got a little little bit of defense. I think if you give uh, the, the Down Syndrome Duke quarterback they got from Alabama, uh, give him a little bit of time to start working with these wide receivers and everything, their offense is going to be a little bit more uh, potent than just Derrick Henry and and Hill. Um but the Jags, they're like they're rebuilding. I think they're going to follow suit with, with uh, my of getting rid of the players. But I mean, I, I think in this matchup, you've probably gotten uh, a bad down on the way with the Titans beating the Jags. 
FYI, I just got to give a shout out to the wife. She knows what's up. Titans with a heart on the chat. I see that. I see that. The wife was representing. Eva Longoria was representing. (laughs) Chris, Chris, last, but, well, yeah, I'm not even going to lie. Last and least, uh, you know, the no knowledge of sports, whatever. <laughs> what team? I'm kidding, guy. I'm kidding. We mess with Chris. Chris is knowledgeable in gymnastics or something. Just <laughs> communications. Yeah, he's not very good at his degree of getting computer shit going, but I do trust Chris when it comes to gymnastics or swimming or something. <laughs> um, Chris, who you got? Titans, Jags, where are you going? All right, this division is full of teams that are just like, let's just blow this shit apart and, and rebuild. And I think the Titans are probably the only team that uh, they showed a lot of promise last year, and um, they were a fun team to watch. And I think they're bringing a lot back this year. They're going to ride that Derrick Henry train. They're going to plow through the Jaguars. That division is theirs. Tighten up. Titans will win this one easily. Quick question since we're on this division and something I'm interested because I just – the Jags really – you got rid of Ramsey. You got rid of the hey, – Griff, maybe you'll agree, one of the best defensive linemen in the game. Uh, his name's on the tip of my tongue. Say it, Griff. What's his name? Ngakwe. Ngakwe. I mean, you got rid of Boy You. I mean, what – are you tanking? At this point, are you are you are you tanking to get Trevor Lawrence? I mean, they got rid of Ngakwe. Um, Josh Allen's hurt. Ramsey's gone. Bouye's gone. Got rid of all your running backs. Leonard Fournette is gone. On top of that one, I mean, you got rid of Nick Foles, which I'm not gonna count that one. That's like saying Cutler's gonna be the best quarterback in the NFL. He's gonna come back. Fitzpatrick is better than Cutler, hands down, always has been. So, I mean, as far as Jacksonville goes, the only thing that they have is a young receiving core that is coming up. I mean, defensively. Yeah, I do like their core receivers. Yeah, defensively, though, they might as well be tanking. That Jacksonville is one of the few teams that every starter on their defense was a number one to the number five draft pick. Every single player that they have was really top five. They got rid of Fowler. I mean – Pretty much their whole team is left in the past. Uh, Telvin, Telvin Smith's gone, which that was legal issues, but Telvin Smith was uh, a hands down a great, great linebacker. He did wonders at Florida State. He turned, uh, he's one of the ones that helped turn that team around uh, for for Jimbo back in the early days. Uh, yeah, I, I, I will be a little biased. Chris Thompson with uh, with the. Uh, Jags. I, I like Chris Thompson. I like his story. Kid breaks his back. Never supposed to play football. Play uh, football again. Uh, is he? Is he a guy you hand the ball to? No. But if is he a guy that you can get a swing pass out to that's going to pick up 10, 15, 20 yards for you? Yes. I do like the offensive side of the ball. I mean, I think they drafted an Alabama tackle, and we know how that worked. That's the only things that actually works out is just the tackles. That's about it. Uh, but I like their offense. I, I think adding Chris Thompson gives uh, uh, Mustache uh, the the chance to dump it off to him. And, and I just want to say that. 
the Jags Chris Thompson is the only Chris Thompson I will ever acknowledge. What a stupid name he has and what a stupid school he went to. And anyone who would praise Chris Thompson is such an FSU homer. Would you say Chris Thompson is probably a horrible, horrible name? It is a stupid name. <laughs> so thank you, Mr. Sherman, for uh, sharing that with us. I did leave that one tank portion, though. Baltimore was the receiving benefit of one of the greatest D tackles that plays the game, future Hall of Famers. Dude came from Arizona, also went over to Jacksonville, and now I'm playing at Baltimore. When you said tanker for Jacksonville, they might as well be. Clayus Campbell. Who oh, has oh. him since he's been in? Who? Tanking. Yes. Yes. But why for Trevor Lawrence? Lawrence isn't going to turn around your team if you have no defense. Trevor Lawrence is going to be just like any Browns Bengals quarterback that comes out. He is a highlight stud right now in college. He is going to be the next Tebow. He is not sunshine from Remember the Titans, all right? He might look like him, but he is not sunshine. He's going to be the next Andrew Luck. He's going to be like the only shiny part of the turd. Nope. Next game for our uh, uh, Cowboys-Falcons. Not sure how that got in there. That's not really a top game, but we'll roll with it. We'll roll with it. Uh, Cowboys-Falcons, Cowboys Cowboys reeling from a – look, I'll be honest. They got screwed. Uh, Granted, coaching did cost them that game. Griff and me talked about this. They should have kicked a field goal when they had a chance. Yep. Jalen made the the act. He he played it, and and you know what? Fair play to Jalen. He he got it. He got the call. I think had Gallup thrown a fit, I think Gallup would have got the call even with making the catch. Uh, and that's the name of the game with receivers and in in, in cornerbacks. Um, Zeke Elliott. I, I just Atlanta's defense isn't stout enough, in my opinion. I think you could feed Zeke and just run the ball all day right down Atlanta's throat. So I'm I'm going to go, as much as I hate to say it, I'm going to go uh, Cowboys. That's exactly what Ohio State did with their national championship win. They uh, just gave it to Zeke. And, um... Yeah, they exposed Bama for the trash program they are. First Nick that's on that one. But, yeah, I agree. Uh, it, yeah. Cowboys will win. Falcons, they're just – they're bad. Yeah, and, I mean, I've got Dalvin Cook and Zeke in my backfield in fantasy uh, right now, so I, I'm expecting big, big, huge things. I've got the best players, the the, the very best. Yeah. yeah. I've known me for like – Sam, you've known me for since childhood and everything, so you know that all outside of Auburn, uh, all – they're who I root for. I think you would agree with that. Uh, so I'm I'm just hurting for my Atlanta Falcons right now, you know, because uh, Matt Ryan is literally out in the middle of the ocean trying to swim with concrete boots on right now yeah. with with his receiving core. You know, he's he's just he's not going to be able to get it done with with the two that they have. So um, I'm they kept Gage. I just yeah with Gage. I mean he's he's really the shining light on that receiving core. So uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, Calvin Ridley did get me hella fantasy points last week. 
Yeah, but, I mean, he does that. He does that two times a year. Yeah, I mean, typical Bama bus. It's not like I'm riding on Ridley to – to, to do that every game. I mean, it's just, it's like Julio Jones, you know. It, it, do they have a strengthening in, in, strength in program at Alabama that keeps players healthy? I, I, I don't know. They're all made of glass. I don't know. It's, I mean, when you can't beat Ryan Fitzpatrick out for a quarterback job, it kind of shows you what Alabama produces. Whoa, 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 whoa. You can't be a Falcons fan and a Saints fan. I can't keep up. I'm a I'm a. Man, I thought we established that. A Falcons fan? Yeah, all the Atlanta teams. Yeah, yeah. Derek, Derek has been a Falcons fan since the day I known him. He prime time. I remember me and Derek used to get picks off off this forty year old man that used to try to come play against us in 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 our little backyard ball, and me and. Derek would pick him, and we'd do the prime time dance in the end zone. Uh, yeah, Derek's always been a Falcons fan. This is horseshit. This is this is truth, and you hate truth. Now, all right, so I'll, I'll wrap up with the Falcons and Cowboys. Neither one of these games technically matter at this point. Both teams are 0-1. Both of them supposedly have prolific receivers, prolific running backs. Only one that's got a prolific running back is Dallas. Prolific receiver, Hall of Famer, Julio Jones. But neither one of these teams have an intact defense. The only thing this game is going to necessarily show is who is going to be on the bubble of getting the wild card at the end of the season. Now, in my defense, I like Julio. Matt Ryan, I've always thought was semi-overrated. That Prescott, he is overrated, but he's better than Matt Ryan on well, a athletic uh, scale. Steve Kirkland just brought up a good point here in the chat. He says, in his opinion, Cooper and Dak are way overpaid. And I agree with that. I, I, agree. I fully agree with that. Uh, I mean, is Cooper is, – is he going to be able to play this weekend is my question because the last I saw Cooper, he was buried at SoFi Stadium um, after that hit. I, I think they even had the funeral right then and there, Jalen Ramsey. Uh, he it, Luckily, they said, oh, wait, it's football. We have to drop these murder so charges. So unfortunate. Where were the flags? That was bullshit. Where were the flags? The refs were in awe of, of the greatness that is Jalen Ramsey. Look, Jalen Ramsey stood over Mari Cooper and looked at him and said, all day, all day, <laughs> all day. This is what here's, you're here's a game I'd like to bring up. We didn't have it listed, but I'd love to bring this up because this used to be a great rival, rivalry, and I think this will be a great rivalry again one day. Uh, Pittsburgh versus Denver. Uh, Melvin Gordon, to me, looked good the other night. He didn't look like – he had the speed that we were used to seeing from Melvin Gordon. Maybe it, maybe it's just the new offense he's learning. Uh, of course, Juju, he had an amazing game. Uh, Broncos, no Von Miller, though. Uh, and then on the other side, Pittsburgh, they've got Vince Williams. Where did he go to college again? Ah, Florida State uh, linebacker U. So, uh, I, 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 that used to be a huge rivalry. That that game actually used to be like the AFC uh, uh, 
championship game every year in the AFC or, or whoever, you know, whoever was winning that rivalry was probably going to the Super Bowl. Uh, any takes on that? Any, anybody want to take a stab at that? I got to say, Pip, Denver is literally rebuilding. No Von Miller receiving core is two steps proven out of 10. I mean, defensively, yes, they, they have the people, but offensively, your quarterback has not proven anything. Your running back got traded for a specific reason. Philip Lindsay is out. Melvin Gordon is Melvin Gordon, but you might as well look at him to get injured too. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh with being and Juju. Let me – I got a quick question before I make my pick. Does Denver still have Chris Harris? Um, I want to say no. Steve Kirkland says Steelers 27, Broncos 17. You know what? I like that. No Chris Harris. I'm not sure if the Broncos have him. So, with no Chris Harris, uh, yeah, I'm going Pitt. And uh, I don't think it's going to be close. I think Pitt's going to run away with it. It is at Pittsburgh. I'm going to say Pitt's going to take this one. I like uh, like Steven's little pick there, 27-17. But I'm going to go one better, 31-14 Steelers. I think these are two well-matched teams. I think it's going to be closer than people think. I would give the edge to Pittsburgh because of uh, their coaching. Uh, I think they have a better coaching staff there in Pittsburgh. I think they have better veteran players there. Uh, so I think they have the edge. Um, have you ever been to the club? Have I ever been to the club? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Have you ever seen a fight break out in the club? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen that one dude that just gets stomped out by like seven or eight people? Uh-huh. That is going to be Pittsburgh doing that to Denver. <laughs> Their whole front seven is complete monsters. They are going to stomp out Denver. Gordon Vince is probably going to quit. Gordon is going to quit. He's going to be like Ben Sean. He's going to quit. He's going to be like, I, I wasn't ready for this. Pineapples. I don't want it anymore. Yeah, I, I definitely. Definitely agree. I think the Steelers are going to beat Denver like if a uh, young girl was in a bathroom stall with uh, Ben Roethlisberger. So <laughs> I think the assault is going to be about as bad. So uh, I'll go Steelers. I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos might surprise people. So uh, I think the Steelers will edge it out. Let's say Big Ben gets a night on the town Friday and Saturday. And he, I mean, what if he rapes a couple? Yeah, I mean, he's going to throw for some yards and some TDs. Yeah. I think the more he rapes, the better he throws. Yeah. This is Judy's breakout game. Judy's, Judy's can't catch game. Mm-hmm. Something about the Broncos this year just looks off to me, Steve and Kirkling. Steve, Steve I agree, bud. Uh, the, the Broncos do feel off. I, I, I don't know. Uh, no Portland mm. Sutton. I think yeah, both teams. Yeah. I think both teams are kind of off this year. This is, this is a considering what the Steelers have for players and talent and code. They, both of these teams are weird to me. It's time for Big Ben to hang it up. It's time for the Steelers to draft his replacement. Uh, it, it's time for him to hang it up. In my opinion, the arm strength is clearly gone. I saw that against the Giants Monday night. Uh, you're not always going to have great receivers like Juju to bail you out. Uh, 
you're not always going to have a great running back like James Conner to bail you out. So, yeah, Big Ben's – it's his time's come. His time's come. Brady's time's come. Uh, Drew Brees, I love the guy. I, I highly respect Drew Brees outside of some decisions he's made this offseason. Um, but it, it, even his time has come. I think I think after this year, Drew uh, and, and all those cats will be retiring. I think we're going to see a new new quarterbacks at each each of those teams we just spoke of. Yeah, and the Saints are just really getting old and going downhill. I mean, going. Kamara's the backbone of that team. Yeah, he is. I only like him because. Hey, valid question. Who is the Steelers' backup QB? Uh, Tennessee. No. Yeah, right. From Tennessee balls. Dobbs was there. He got traded. I don't know why. Isn't it that guy that like got his head knocked off by? Miles Garrett, they got Miles the big Garrett. Also, the little five. Yeah. Like 45 yeah. Minutes, uh, contract. Yeah, that's who – that is who the Steelers' backup quarterback is. Gosh, I can't remember that kid's name. He oh, almost got right. murdered. Yeah. 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 And and they – Randolph? Yeah, Miles, is his last Randolph. name Randolph? Yeah, that, sound, that, that sounds about right. Uh, Randolph. Randolph. Rudolph. Uh, Rudolph. Rudolph. There we go. Rudolph. Almost died by a helmet to the head. Rudolph. He trying to put his helmet back on his head. Don't y'all sit there and try to say anything different about Miles Garrett. He was helping to put his helmet back on. He said it. Playing Miles Garrett was swinging for the fences, my brother. <laughs> I thought talking about most talented quarterback on that team as a backup, and that would definitely be that Josh Cobb uh, quarterback. And how I, know, I have no clue. Maybe it's his alien head. <laughs> he does look like E.T. Everyone's frozen on my screen. What happened? No, I'm still here. You're frozen. Yep. Yeah, but, I mean, back to the Cowboys, Falcons, yes. I, I got to go Cowboys. Pittsburgh is going to win it. It's just one of those games. Denver doesn't necessarily have a hope. Now, two or three years, depending on what's actually happening, if they get the quarterback, if Melvin Gordon actually decides that he wants to run or Philip Lindsay gets uh, healthy again, either way it goes, then I would give Denver the benefit of the doubt. But Pittsburgh right now is going to be Denver. Any other games you guys want to touch on with the NFL this week? Uh, Raiders-Saints, because do you think that's going to be a, a good game? It's going, it's going to be at uh, Las Vegas. I think that is a Monday night game. Uh, going to be in Las Vegas, Saints Raiders. Anybody have any feelings on that? I think the Saints are going to win, but I say the Saints win specifically because they're in New Orleans. They're used to partying. Las Vegas Raiders. They haven't been in Vegas that long. They're still getting drunk at the strip clubs and everything else. So they're going to come to the game hung over. Besides the fact, it all depends on which Derek Carr actually shows up. If and you Derek know. Carr we, we talked about Cam Newton earlier, and I think this is going to be the test for Cam Newton and the Patriots. They got to play the Seahawks. I didn't catch that game until I just looked at it now. But Cam, Cam versus Russell, uh, anybody got any thoughts on that? I think Seahawks win that one easily. Yeah, I'd say I'm, I'm going to go – I'm never going to doubt Cam Newton to do his thing. I mean, he, he, get, he spotted Alabama, what, like, 20-something points, and he still came back single-handedly and beat it, beat him. So, I, I'm, not, I'm never going to count him out. But 
I think uh, Belichick had the Seahawks some rat poison this week, you know, talking up their quarterback. So uh, maybe that pays off too, but I'm, I'm sticking with the Patriots and Cam Newton. I'm going Patriots too. I think that um, Cam Newton did not get to play to his full potential in Carolina. And I think that he was probably handpicked by Belichick. I think these two are a love connection. I think that um, I think they're an unstoppable force in the AFC. It is in Seattle. That's tough to win there, but uh, I think um, – Especially if somebody's trying to burn your stadium down. <laughs> I, think, I think that uh, the Patriots will, and I think it will prove that they are a force. So you're going with the Patriots? I, I, no, I, all right, all right. Two to two, two to two. I can, I can respect the respect for Cam because I think Cam Newton's an excellent quarterback. I think Derek's right. I think Cam – I'm not going to agree with Chris – because I will never, ever agree with Chris. But I will agree with Derek that, that Cam was not – I think it was Derek that said Cam was not utilized correctly with the Panthers. Yeah. Pretty sure yeah. Pretty sure nobody else in this chat said that. Um, my- uh, There's a difference makers in between both teams. Yeah. We have a quarterback. But Russell Wilson is the better quarterback, unfortunately. That, uh, I know I wouldn't call Russell the better quarterback. Russell's got better weapons around him than Cam's had in a long time. Russell could have never brought a shitty team back against Alabama down 21 points. Yes, he would have. Because Russell, who could, who can't throw an Alabama secondary? Yeah. Who? That's just cheese. Yeah. I mean, Chad fucking Kelly threw all over Alabama. Yeah, and he, he's like fucking picking his nose somewhere. Well, it was See, if Russell and Cam are even on an even playing field, scramble ability, passing ability, got it. Now the difference is the receiving court. I will say this much: DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are probably gonna fucking just go completely all over the pass. Yeah. Even though Stephon Gilmore is on the pass team right now. He ain't covering both of them. No. And Metcalf's a, a beast, and even at Ole Miss, I mean, thank, thank God for SEC West that they deal with the excellent quarterback of Bo Wallace and what he do to Alabama. Oh, damn. So, with, wow. Yeah, DJ Metcalf back then. Oh, my goodness. National title right there. Right there. I mean, and then throw in Lane Kiffin. With yeah. those two, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. Well, guys, I know us. I know we've ran a little bit over than what we what we wanted to. So I guess it's time to wrap up this uh, this this episode. Uh, I think it was. I, I think we, we we knocked this one out of the park. Uh, this was a really good discussion. Uh, fuck Bama and fuck K State. Mm-hmm. Fuck Florida Marie. State. Fuck, fuck, fuck Texas, fuck the Falcons, fuck the Auburn. Let me get my scroll so I can fuck them all. No idea what you're talking about. None, because Derek has always been an Auburn and Atlanta fan. Yeah. I'll say this. Hey, if you're actually out there watching, y'all going to be watching later on. Hey, 
post on our page. Let us know who y'all think the game of the week is going to be. We'll tally up those numbers. Me and Sam will hash it out who the game of the week is going to be. Yeah. And next week, guys, next week, big episode, SEC football is back. So we will be hitting the meat of college football. I know we've done a lot of NFL tonight, but the SEC is back next week. The big boys, I uh, think the ACC is going to be – has got some finally. They're going to have some really good games next week. So to, to be sure to tune in, uh, I believe Chris Thompson's got a set up now. So when you go to work and your way home, you can listen to us. Uh, should be able to start listening to us on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you whatever you choose. Um we, we will be uh, on all major levels, especially if you're on iTunes. Don't forget to give us five stars. Yes, the Jacksonville Jaguars running back is very gracious to offer us his time to get that set up for us. No comment. Hey, thank you all for tuning in. Tune back in next week. We'll be doing the same thing, 9 p.m. on Fridays. If you're on the West Coast, we're getting close to the West Coast, two or three hours behind us. Just make sure that you're in there and – Hey, ask us the comments. We'll comment. We'll provide y'all as much information as possible. So, All right. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Look forward to seeing you next week. Comment. Comment on the page. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to talk about, what you want to hear us talk about. We will research it, and we will hit it.